listening to Law and Gospel on this Rumination Tuesday, May the 12th, in the year of our Lord, 2020. And what is our custom is to take a look at the hymn assigned for this coming Sunday, the sixth Sunday of Easter, on May the 17th, 2020. And I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me, my co-host, Pastor Mark Smith. Hi, Mark. Hey, Tom. A blessed Eastertide to you. How you doing? Very good. And the hymn is Dear Christians, One and All Rejoice. Great I'm not hymn. familiar, though, of... with the author. Who is yeah. it? Oh, boy. I think this is one of Luther's greatest hymns. Definitely. Martin Luther. Yeah. Well, it's one of his longest. Yeah, but I'll tell you, every every verse is just is, is, is gold. It's beautiful. Well, there's ten, ten of them. Yeah. So without further ado, read the first one, please. Okay. Dear Christians, one and all rejoice with exaltation springing, and with united heart and voice and holy rapture singing. Proclaim the wonders God has done, how his right arm the victory won, and what price our ransom cost him. Now, that last word, him, refers to who? His right arm, Jesus. You know, I was thinking of that because it sounds like how his right arm, the victory won, what price our ransom cost him, except that um, we're proclaiming the wonders God has done. I think it costs the Father also. Yeah, but, you know, whatever costs the Father costs the Son, too. You know, they're, they're, they're one and the same. As, you know, in the fullness of, in Jesus, the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. So, so really, and, and as he said, to, he said to his disciples, if you have seen me, you've seen the Father. Yes, and I and the Father are one. Right, that's right. Okay, a child would have problems... And holy rapture singing. Yeah. Rapture, What's a synonym for rapture? Rapture is to be taken up, lifted up. Um, and and that's, what, that's what God does. He, he, he lifts us up with holy rapture. Lifts us up with, with exaltation and joy. I just saw an article about the Chinese virus. How many more people now are listening to sermons on the computer as well as on the radio, listening to things? And that's because they're being lifted up by hearing the message of Jesus Christ. That's right. So that's really good. It lifts lifts up. What? Want to go on to the next one? Number two, fast bound in Satan's chains I lay. Death brooded darkly over me. Sin was my torment night and day. In sin my mother bore me. But daily deeper still I fell. My life became a living hell. So firmly sin possessed me. Now we took a look at the first verse. Him could be the father or the son or both. What does the word me at the end of the last verse, who's that? That's the sinner. That's the sinner uh, before he's brought to faith, before he's brought to faith in, 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 in the Savior. He, he's uh, he fast bound in Satan, 
in Satan he and sin he lay. Yeah. Let's talk well, about once more, yeah. I would say it's actually Luther. Well, yeah, Luther knew that firsthand, of course, right. He says, sin was my torment night and day. What did he do trying to overcome his sin? Do you remember some of the practices he had? Well, of course, in the monastery, of course, they'd try to, uh, you know, they'd, they'd try to punish themselves. Exactly. Trying to appease an angry God. Right. And the more he did it, look at that. Daily deeper still I fell. And the reason for that is the law gospel thing. The more you attempt to be saved by obedience to the law, the harder it becomes for you. And therefore, you are really falling deeper that's into right. that dismay. If you go the way of the law, if you're living under the law, that's the way it is. I mean, you're just, you're just not, you're not going to find any peace. Yes, because sin certainly possessed him. Yeah. All right, stanza three. Okay. My own good works all came to naught, no grace or merit gaining. Free will against God's judgments fought, dead to all good remaining. My fears increased till sheer despair left only death to be my share. The pangs of hell I suffered. So, boy, if that's not a Reformation theme, yeah, that no, no amount of grace or merit could he gain by doing good works. Because remember, the Roman Catholics thought that grace was something that God gave you in light of your good works. He had prevenient grace, that meant the grace before you were saved, and then more grace to help you do better good works to become saved. But instead, my fears increased till sheer despair right. left only death to be my share. That's the purpose of the law, yeah, to bring create to our sheer despair. Right. To bring us what? It brings us to our knees. Helps us realize yes. there's, there's just no way we can, uh, we need God's hand to lift us up. There's no way we can make it any other way. Exactly. I'll read stanza four. But God had seen my wretched state before the world's foundation, and mindful of his mercies great, he planned for my salvation. He turned to me a father's heart. He did not choose the easy part, but gave his dearest treasure. And what's his dearest treasure? His, his beloved son, the bright exactly. jewel of his crown. That's right. And, you know, no, what, what's great about this, it, before the world's foundation, before creation, uh, God had this all planned out, our salvation. Yeah, there was a Roman Catholic priest who wrote an essay of the different ways that God could have created the world uh, with sin or without sin, etc. And when he was all done, he finalized his essay by saying the best way he did it was the way he actually did it. That is right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of times we'll say, well, why did God let us fall into sin? Why did God design us so that we, you know, that we could be tempted by uh, by Satan? <laughs> you know, I mean, 
it's like a, a sign I see on a professor's uh, wall. Uh, God is God. You're not. <laughs> exactly. Yes, because we don't understand these things. However, there are some answers. For example, if you had not the capability of sinning, then your love would be robotic. That's right. would be like automatons, right? Right. Uh, explain automatons. <laughs> Automaton is somebody that well, we'd be like, instead of human beings, we'd be like puppets or, exactly. or robots, just just uh, consigned to Excellent. do what what God has enabled us to do, and that's it. So we end. He gave his dearest treasure. If you would read stanza five, we talk about the dearest treasure. Yeah, this is where it really, really gets good. God said to his beloved son, it's time to have compassion. Then go, bright jewel of my crown, and bring to all salvation. From sin and sorrow set them free. Slay bitter death for them, that they may live with you forever. So the purpose of his son is to slay bitter death. What does that mean? Well, it's what he did in his uh, in his resurrection. He he slayed death for us. Now it, uh, death is reduced to a shadow. Death has lost its sting, and uh, as a result, we live with our Lord Jesus forever. You know, even the English is very good here, because do you remember what the word compassion? How what it's made up from the two Latin words? Yeah, uh, come it mean, it means together, uh, or or with, and uh, let's see, passion. Well, of course, I think of our Lord's passion for us, His suffering and death for us. Couldn't have exactly. any greater passion than that. To have compassion for someone means that you suffer. I'm sure you had your children at times get sick or ill or maybe in an accident. And you grieved with them as much as they were grieving for themselves. Oh, in fact, you, you often wish, I wish I could take the sickness upon myself. I wish I could suffer the hurt instead of them. Yes, well said. So Jesus is re regarded as the bright jewel of my crown. That's the Where Father. Where does that come from? That's the Father. The uh Jesus is the bright jewel. It, it's his beloved son, his dearest treasure, the apple of his eye. You and know, he the him. early temple by Solomon, it's constructed with many, many bright jewels. They're all named, in fact. Right. And that, of course, is because it, it was a, definitely a wonder of the world, that temple. Yes. until it was destroyed by the Babylonians. All right, I'll read six. The son obeyed his father's will, was born of virgin mother, and God's good pleasure to fulfill, he came to be my brother. His royal power disguised he bore, a servant's form like mine he wore, to lead the devil captive. Now that last line is really the purpose of Jesus coming to the world, to lead the devil captive. So what does that mean 
from the devil's point of view? Well, he came to, uh, you, you know, the the world was in the devil's grasp before Jesus yes. came. And, uh, oh, I can't remember the verse. Uh, he led captivity captive. Um, uh, Jesus talks about, uh, in the parables, he talks about you must first, uh, before you can... Uh, before you can set free, you've, you've still, you've got to, uh, oh, he talks about uh, invading the devil's territory or, or his household, so to speak. And it was then when Jesus came to earth, when he, when he uh, loosed the demons from these people, he, he freed all these people from these, you know, the demoniacs were freed from their, their evil spirits. And, and, uh, and he, he did that when he came to earth. And that occurs because he was born a virgin mother. Right. How does his incarnation lead the devil captive? Well, um, you know, it's interesting. He talks about his state of humiliation here. Yes. His royal power disguised he bore. A servant's form like mine he wore to lead the devil captive. He invaded... Yeah, well, in, Invaded planet Earth in his state of humiliation, was born of a virgin mother, and uh, he's, the, uh, he's the promised seed that was promised way back in Genesis that would someday crush this, Satan's head. Yeah, we've uh, talked about his royal power disguised. Remember, we had a conversation I once thought that he set aside his divine powers. Right. And made no use of them. And you corrected me in saying, no, he did make use of them, but not always. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he never gave up his divine power. Never gave right. it up. He always had it as it, at his disposal, but he just didn't always exercise it. Exactly. Yeah, because in the state of humiliation... He suffered, which God would never do. He died, which doesn't happen to God. And all of that was to lead the devil captive. Right. Because for a person, a human being, to die innocently could mean that he was paying the price for someone else. And that's what he did for you and me. Mm -hmm. All right. Stanza seven, please. This is my favorite verse. Oh, it is. Yes, and you'll you'll see why. To me, to me, he said, "Stay close to me. I am your rock and castle. Your ransom, I myself will be. For you, I strive and wrestle. For I am yours, and you are mine. And where I am, you may remain. The foe shall not divide us." You know, when I when I hear that verse. I, I I always wanted a brother as I was growing up, and never never got one. You know, Lord had better ideas, but you know, I when I when I read this verse, I think of I think of my uh, like a dear big brother, and that's what Jesus is to us. He came to be my brother, as as the verse says. He says, "Stay close to me. I am your rock and castle. Don't worry about it. Your ransom, and I myself will be." For you, I strive and wrestle. I mean, that is really an intimate verse. Don't you agree? Yes. I like our big brother. That. 
It's like our big brother putting us at complete ease and saying, hey, look, you don't worry about a thing. You stick close to me. I'll take care of it. I'll, I'll, I'll wrestle, and I'll win the battle for you. That's what Jesus yeah. is. You see a lot of movies where the big brother protects the smaller one. Yes. Either from a crowd at the school or something along those lines. So that, that's yeah. pretty good that Jesus is our brother because God is our father. That's right. We're into the family of God, and therefore, that must have been really helpful for Luther when he wrote yeah. that. Yes, I tell you, it's it's a it's an intimate verse. It's a, it's a it's the most it's the heart of this hymn, I think. There, there's so much. There's so many great verses, but this really is the most comforting for me. It capsulizes the title dear christians one and all rejoice right because we have a brother who is always at our side that is right he says the foe shall not divide us all righty i'll read eight though he will shed my precious blood me of my life bereaving all this i suffer for your good be steadfast and believing. Life will from death the victory win. My innocence shall bear your sin, and you are blessed forever. There's the now, resurrection. You see yes. the resurrection in that verse? The question I have, though, we've been taking a look at pronouns. Yeah. What's the word he referring to? The first line. Though he will share. Oh, he's talking about, uh, oh, that's a good question. Because, you know, I was inclined to say the devil will, the devil with all of his, with all of his minions will shed my precious blood. But actually, actually it was God the Father that uh, had his son uh, put upon the cross. Though he will well, shed I, my, I, well, what do you think on that? Take a look at the previous line. The foe shall not. Oh, there you go. The foe shall not divide us. Yeah, there you go. That's the that's the clue. It's uh, the foe, the old evil foe, Satan. Though he will shed my precious blood, me of my life bereaving. Yeah, that's you're you're absolutely right. That's not talking about. That's talking about the devil himself. Yeah, in this context, although right. you are correct that uh, the cause of the death of Jesus Christ was the will of the Father. Right. A lot of people don't realize that, but yeah. yes. And all this I suffer for your good. Who's the your? He's talking about uh, the sinner. Yes. Therefore, be steadfast and believing. There we got the Reformation theme. That's Saved right. Through faith. And life will from death the victory win. That's My the resurrection. shall bear your sin, and you are blessed forever. Yes. That life will from death to victory win. That also, I think, points to our resurrection, don't you think? Right, right. Oh, yes, you can't really separate them. You've, they're both they're tied, tied intimately together. Our resurrection is tied to Jesus. Life and will it really, from... really shows the importance of the devil trying to tempt Jesus, because had he been successful, then the line 
my innocence shall bear your sin could never have been written. Right. Because he would not have been innocent. It's too terrible to to even uh, think of. And you are blessed forever, which means, once more back to the title, do Christians one and all rejoice. Stanza nine, please. Here, Here we go. Here's the ascension. Now to my father I depart from earth to heaven ascending and heavenly wisdom to impart the Holy Spirit sending in trouble he will comfort you and teach you always to be true and into truth shall guide you. So this is Jesus ascending to the Father and yet promising his disciples that he will send the comforter, the Holy Spirit. You actually have a kind of a good summary in this hymn of the entire Apostles' Creed in regard to his state of humiliation and exaltation. Because the first part is, you know, born of the Virgin Mary. Right. Then suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and buried. Then what follows? Uh, his, uh, his, his resurrection and his ascension. And, and, and his, Pentecost, the Holy Spirit. Yes. You've got also the descent to hell, uh, where Luther talks about what he was experiencing was like hell on earth, and that's what Jesus experienced in our place. But you also are correct. You've got the big themes. You've got Christmas. You've got the crucifixion. You've got the resurrection. You've got the ascension. And you have Pentecost. And uh, we're moving into the Pentecost season pretty quickly here, aren't we? We sure are. I yeah, hope we can. I hope we can uh, worship in church. church again. Well, yeah, uh, they were saying maybe through June we won't be able to, but we'll see then. Yeah. All right. Would you be so kind to read the last stanza, ten? What I on earth have done and taught guide all your life and teaching so shall the kingdom's work be brought be wrought and honored in your preaching but watch lest foes with base alloy the heavenly treasure should destroy this final word i leave you well for a child i don't know they would understand Watch less foes with base alloy. What's he referring to there? Well, he Luther had plenty of experience with that about foes of the of the truth of the gospel uh, leading us astray with base alloy. That is, with uh, base alloy would be all sorts of uh, false teaching, uh, like fool's gold, leading us astray. Uh, not giving us the, the true gospel, not giving us the true word, distorting the truth, and mixing it in with uh, with the word, and and leading us astray by that, and robbing us of the of the comfort of the gospel. You know that's a really good definition of base alloy, uh, fool's gold. You said people pretended they made gold, and it really was foolish to believe that, and a lot of people are preaching and teaching things that are foolishness from the point of view of the Bible. And we're certainly undergoing that today in our society. You aren't kidding. So 
the heavenly treasure would be destroyed. But this final word, I leave you. What's the final word? You know, that, that, I, I don't want to be critical of Luther, but, but it, I'm a little disappointed with how, with how uh, maybe I'm just not understanding it properly. This final word, I don't know what, what he means by the final word. I, is it a word of warning that he just gave no. us? No. It, scripture interprets scripture. Hymns interpret scripture. It's the first two lines. Uh-huh. What I on earth have done and taught, guide all your life and teaching. This final word, I leave you. I see. I Great think that's amp. how I would understand it. Terrific It amp. certainly is. And so we'll look forward to going over the next hymn next week. And tomorrow we'll be again looking at Walther's Law and Gospel. I'm Tom Baker, Mark Smith. God bless. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 930 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.